and welcome to the Howling Monkey Reads of Comics. Today is Sunday, July 16, 2018. Let's have a look to see what's happening in the funnies together, shall we? I hope everybody is doing great. Uh, today, we have a very exciting guest in the studio. Uh, em, how are you doing today? Good. Good. What do you think? Are you ready to, to help explain why the comics are funny today? <laughs> yes. Do you think the comics usually are funny? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, let's see. We'll get, we're going to get started right now. Uh, by the way, by the way, M is uh, 45 years old. All right, our first comic of the... What? I am not. Okay, she is, she is in fact, not 45 years old. Our first comic of the day is The Born Loser by Art and Chip Sansom. In this particular episode, The Born Loser is talking to his boss, and he's at their water cooler, because that's still a thing. Uh, the boss is, he's telling the boss that he saw a Sherlock Holmes film last night, and uh, the best thing about that is uh, Sherlock Holmes' relationship with his sidekick, Watson. And it got me thinking about all the great sidekicks in history, like Robin Hood and Little John, Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday, Frodo and Sam, and so on. And then he says, so say, boss, is there any movie sidekick you'd, you'd compare my relationship with to you? And the boss goes, why, yes, as a matter of fact, there is one. Oh, who is it? Are you thinking of Batman and Robin? Batman and Robin, and uh, the boss goes, no, I'm thinking of Tom Hanks' sidekick and Castaway, Wilson the Volleyball. See, the joke here is that the boss is comparing the born loser to a volleyball. Is that, is that, does that make sense? Yes. So it's funny because he thinks he's going to say he's something like Robin or like Little John, but he's instead saying he's like a, he's like a volleyball. Yeah. What do you think about that? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I don't know either. All right, our next comic of the day is Garfield. In this episode, uh, Garfield is lounging in a pool because cats love water. It's like, you know, one of those little inflatable pools. What? Cats do not like water. I think I think you have found the first flaw with this particular comic is mm-hmm. that the cats do not, in fact, like water. But anyway, Garfield is in a pool, and then Odie comes up and wants to get in. Garfield says, no, go away. So Odie gets mad. He goes away, and then he comes back, and he's he's running up to him. You can't see him. You can only see the uh, sound where it goes, pata, 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 <laughs> boing. And then Odie leaps over the pool as if he's going to land in it with his tongue sticking out, but he, he overshoots the pool, and in the final panel, we see Odie's tongue and ears sticking out of the ground. And the joke here is that Odie jumped so hard that he buried himself in the ground with nothing but his ears and his tongue sticking out. That's that's the joke there, is that Odie uh, jumped real hard. You got, what do you think about that, Em? I think Odie has a big note. I mean, um, I think he has a big... Um, tongue? Yeah. He does. He has a giant tongue. You're right. He has, he has a giant tongue, and it's sticking out of the ground, and it's taller than his ears. So that's pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our, our next comic of the day is Arlo and Janice. In this episode, Arlo's at his computer, and the cat comes in. And the cat has horrifying red eyes staring at him. He's like a demon cat. But the cat starts bugging him and gets in his way, and and uh, Arlo's having a hard time doing anything. And then finally, the cat walks off, and Arlo looks sad and goes, Hey, where are you going? Because he's, he's sad that the cat left. Dude, why is that funny? Because he didn't want it to be there. Right. And that, 
And that cat kind of creeps me out. Why does the cat? Why does that cat creep you out? Because of the red eyes. The red eyes are terrifying. So he's got a devil cat that he he doesn't want to leave because probably the cat has cast some sort of devil spell on him or something. So that's that's what's up. Yeah. And this the next comic of the day is Mel Lazarus's mama. In this episode, uh, Mama has made a lunch or dinner. Or something. It's lunch for uh, Francis, her 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 hippie wastrel child. And uh, she goes, well, how did you enjoy your lunch? And he said, I, I really did, Mama. And then he goes, burp, B-U-R-R-R-P, burp. And then he says, I'm, I'm sorry about that, Mama. And uh, Mama goes, well, I sure hope so. That's a terrible habit. And then he goes, well, do you still love me, Mama? And she goes, of course I do, dear, and I will until the end of time. Or until you burp again. The joke here is that um, Mama's got conditional love for her son, and she will not like him if he burps. What do you think about that burp? <laughs> loud. It it was loud. It was a very loud burp because you can tell by all the R's. That is true. Our next comic of the day is Brian Crane's Pickles. In this episode, Mr. Pickles is talking to his wife, Mrs. Pickles, and uh, he says, do, "Do we have anything to eat around here?" And she's like, "What?" I said, do you have, and, and he goes, why do I have to say everything twice to you? Do I ask you if we have anything to eat? And she's, huh? Uh, and then he goes, why don't you wear that hearing aid? And she goes, huh? And then uh, he says, ah, never mind. I'm not hungry anymore. And he walks off. And then Mrs. Pickles looks at the cat and goes, hey, I think it's working. <laughs> the joke here is that Mrs. Pickles is trying to get Mr. Pickles to stop eating so much. And the way to do that is by avoidance behavior. That's that's. It. Would you do you have something you wanted to add to that? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't blame you. I, I thought they were gonna say there are pickles. Oh, you thought they were gonna try to eat pickles? Yeah. Yeah, because the name of the strip is pickles. But we, no one knows why this name is named pickles. I don't think these characters are really named Mr. and Mrs. Pickles, but I choose to believe they are. So there you go. All right. Now this one's not. This is Dick Tracy, uh, which is still around. I discovered this recently, so you may be hearing more of it than you'd enjoy, but I don't care because there it is. In this episode, Dick Tracy appears to be undercover as a bakery chef or a baker. I guess he I guess there's no such thing as a bakery chef. I think he, I think they're called bakers. And uh, he's he's making some bread, which as you can see in the background because there's there's steam coming up off of some bread that Dick Tracy has made. And uh, uh, Dick Tracy said, uh, we are told that Sawtooth and Grimm are posing as delivery men. I think they're bad guys, I assume. Uh, and uh, so he goes, The bread's in here, gentlemen. And it smells good, doesn't it? Sawtooth. And uh, Sawtooth goes, Hey, how did you know? And he goes, Well, you almost pulled it off, but I know everybody here. And then there's a woman who shows up with a gun. I think she's a, she's a fellow police officer. And she says, and that mustache in a very good disguise, you're under arrest. That That's it. The end of the strip. There's nothing funny about it. But I had to point out that the female police officer is drawn with a pink gun. Because that's what they issue you if you're a lady police officer, apparently. Ah, Dick Tracy, what are you going to do? All right. Our next comic of the day is Herb and Jamal. In this episode, uh, Jamal is buying some wine. And he goes up to buy it, and the, the, the clerk goes, Sir, may I see your ID? And Jamal goes, Ha ha, you've got to be kidding. Don't I look old enough to buy wine? Because, you know, you got to be 21 to buy, to buy wine. 
And uh, the clerk goes, I'm sorry, sir, but it's our store policy to check ID of anyone who looks underage. And uh, Jamal goes, oh, you mean anyone who doesn't look over 21? He goes, no, under 65. And Herb looks sad. And the joke here is that Herb thought, or excuse me, that Jamal thought that uh, he was getting a compliment by the guy saying that he looks like he's under 21. And uh, the guy goes, in fact, thinks he, he might be under 65. So he, he doesn't look as young as he thought. Does that does that make any sense at all? Uh, no. No? Well, you'll, that, one's, that one's probably just one you'll get later. So sorry about that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. Our next comic of the day is Ziggy by Tom Wilson. In this episode, Ziggy goes, is carrying a bowling bag. And he says, oh, I've got a few more a few minutes before I go to the game, his bowling game. So he's going to go see Madame Olga, the fortune teller. And uh, Ziggy says, hey, tonight's my bowling night. I was hoping you could tell me how I was going to do. Because that's a good use of your fortune telling dollars. And... Uh, Madame Olga goes, ah, the signs are very clear. I see strike, strike, strike. And uh, Ziggy's very happy. He goes, oh, thank you. I can't wait to go to the bowling alley. And then when Ziggy gets to the bowling alley, there's there's people standing outside. One of them has a sign that says Bowling Employee Union. And there are three people standing outside the bowling alley with signs that say strike. So it's strike, <laughs> strike, strike. The joke here is that when you bowl... Uh, if you if you do well, right? What does it happen? What do you call it when you get all of them at once? Strike. Right on the first ball, it's called a strike, and that's good in bowling. But the employees are in fact on strike, which means the bowling alley is closed, and Ziggy is not going to have the night that he in fact thought that he would. So is that is that funny? Uh, kinda. Kind. I think that's a good description of most of the comics. It's kinda funny. Mm-hmm. Our next comic of the day is Barney Google and Snuffy Smith. In this episode, uh, the sheriff is out, presumably looking for uh, Snuffy, and he says, Dad, burn it. Dad, burn it. I lost him. Now what? And then he thinks, and he literally thinks of a light bulb that's off on, which is, it means he's having an idea, but it, his thought, it's not like he has a, a light bulb pop over his head. It's uh, He's thinking about a light bulb, it looks like. So after he does that... Uh, the, that's weird to think about a light bulb. <laughs> it is weird to think about a light bulb. I agree. But that's what the sheriff's doing. And uh, after he thinks about the light bulb, he suddenly goes, Ollie, Ollie, oxen free. And in the next panel, he's got Snuffy Smith. Uh, and he's escorting him away with, a, with his shotgun or his rifle or whatever it is. And he goes, uh, wow, I can't believe that happened. I'm sorry. I can't believe ya fell for that. And then uh, Snuffy goes, hey. Any chance we can keep this between you and me, Sheriff? The joke here is that the Sheriff acted like he was playing hide-and-go-seek, and Snuffy Smith fell for it and was therefore arrested for his, his crimes. Does that make sense? Uh, kind of. I still don't get it, really. Uh, that's okay. You don't, you don't need to. It's, it's just, there's nothing funny about it. It's just Snuffy Smith got caught playing, like pretending like he was playing hide-and-go-seek. All I got was that it got tricked. Uh, that's And that's really all you need to know. Very good. Very good. Our next comic of the day is Blondie by... Uh, <laughs> sorry. By Young and Marshall. That's John Marshall, former Supreme Court Justice. In this episode, uh, Blondie has some swatches of color out on the table. And Dagger goes, what are you doing? And uh, she says, oh, I'm trying to 
decided on a color for the foy the foy the foyer. And uh, Dagwood goes, "Oh, I like this one, lively lemon." And then she says, "Dagwood, you can't just pick any color. You you have to consider everything: the lighting, the ambience, etc." So for the next th- several panels, Blondie is going around looking at the at the color swatches and light. She's put them up on the wall and staring at them. And then she comes into the room where Dagwood is watching TV and says, "Well, I finally did it. I've got the perfect color: lively lemon yellow." And See, the joke here is that's the, the, the very first one he picked anyway. And uh, she went through all that effort, and he was right in the first place. That's it. That's that's the whole thing. That's how you pick paint. You just you, you pick it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. really all That's really all there yeah. is to say. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing much to say about that. I, I agree. I agree. All right, our next comic of the day is Dennis the Menace in this episode. And as you know, Sunday episodes are titled, this one is Dennis the Menace, Language Barrier. In this episode, Mr. Wilson, I mean, not Mr. Wilson, I'm sorry. In one of these, this is one of these rare episodes where Dennis is actually hanging out with his parents. Uh, Mr. Mr. Menace, uh, Dennis's dad, is playing golf, and he's swearing a lot. M, don't, I'm not going to repeat these words because they're bad words, but he's swearing a lot. And we don't know what he's saying exactly, but he's got, uh, you know, question mark, hashtag, exclamation point, X. Star, dollar sign, you know, lightning bolt, etc. And then uh, Dennis walks up and goes, "Hey, Dad, Joey," and he's with his friend, little little Joey. And he goes, "Hey, Dad, Joey and I want to watch." And his Dad goes, "Is like shushing them." And uh, and then he starts to swing again, and he's he's he starts cussing again. And he's like, "Star ampersand copyright symbol." Percentage sign, hashtag, exclamation point. And uh, Dennis hands over some earmuffs, or ear, yeah, some earphones, either earphones or earmuffs, probably earphones, to Joey and says, you better put those on. And Dad goes, what are those for? Uh, And Dennis goes, I just want to watch you play golf. We don't want to hear you. And the joke here is that, that Dennis's dad is cursing so much that it's inappropriate and Dennis has to be the adult to realize that he shouldn't be the one hearing it and he and Joey have to cover their their ears so that's the joke but he wants to watch not hear play golf what do you think about that uh I don't know should 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 his dad be cussing so much like that nope nope sure shouldn't you're right and it's just golf it's just what is that what do you mean it's just golf it's just golf yeah but but so so you don't have to say bad words. That's right. There's a lesson for you. It's just golf. You don't have to say bad words. Well done, Em. Well done. Our next comic... That's She's she's not wrong. Our next comic of the day is Hagar the Horrible. In this episode, Hagar's having a fight with a guy, and they're beating each other with swords, and it goes on for several panels. Like, they roll down a hill. Uh, they roll, roll, roll. Stars fly off of them. And finally, they end up... I mean, they, they, they're, they're, they're pummeling each other. And finally, they end up in a, uh, a, a creek or something. And then uh, the, uh, the other guy, who is not Hagar, goes, Oh, no, I got my woolens wet. They'll shrink. And Hagar says, Well, you, you should have surrendered when you had the chance. See, the joke here is that they've had a horrible fight, a uh, battle, a bloody, violent battle. And this guy's worried about, about his wool clothing shrinking because of, yeah, it's in the water. Yeah. I wouldn't want to get that wet. 
You would you would not want to get that wet. And well. I also I also wouldn't wear those clothes on that day if you knew you were gonna have a fight. Right, you know you're gonna have a fight. Why would you wear clothes that you, that can? They can shrink in water. That you know you would be a better Viking than this guy was. So that's, I think some you raised some really good points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Our next comic of the day is Mutts by Patrick McDonald. In this episode, the cat uh, looks at a cat food bag. And we know it's a cat food bag because it, in fact, says cat food. And uh, there's a picture of a cat on the cat food bag. And the cat goes, hey, look how happy that cat is on that bag of dry food. And then the cat starts eating our cat. The cat is, I think, Mooch the cat. Starts eating, and we know he's eating because he's, he's got in his bowl, and his bowl, he's going chomp, chomp, chomp. But then he doesn't like it. He spits it out. And what does he say there? Baff, barf, ack. What's that? Can you say it again? Baff, barf, ack. That is 100% accurate. He literally says that. And uh, then he walks away and goes, gee, I wonder what they feed him. <laughs> and he's, see, he's referring to the cat on the cat food bag who looks happy, but he is not happy after having eaten... That cat food because it's not good. Does that make sense? Too bad. <laughs> well, that there you go. Too bad, she says. All right, our next comic of the day is is Henry by Don Tracty. And as you know, Henry is a, a young boy who does not speak. In this episode, uh, Henry is is shooting an arrow at a at a target that's on the fence, and he misses. He does it again. And he misses. He misses. He misses. He misses. He misses several times. Then he hits a tree. And then he gets angry. You can see see how angry he is because he's got his. Does, does he look angry to you? His. Uh, uh yeah, but you can't really tell. Well, you can't really tell, but he's got he's frowning. So he gets a a bucket of paint, which is I guess is just lying around, and uh, his arrow is in the tree, and he draws a uh, a target where the arrow is. So it looks like he hit the target right right in the bullseye. That's it. That's Henry. He made a target. Right there where he hit the arrow. He probably just wanted to get one in a target. That's exactly. That's what he did. So he painted the... <sighs> and it looks like that was a neighbor's tree. That's right. Henry Henry is a vandal and a trespasser. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. All right. And lo- oh, look, it's time for the family circus. Uh, all right. Let me see. This one, in this episode... Hold on a second. All right, now there's a, they're on vacation, and uh, the dad's reading through a list of things. Hey, there's the art museum, there's the zoo, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of things. And then, oh, they're in Philadelphia. And, uh, and he goes, um, well, which part of Philadelphia have you guys liked the best? And, um, yeah, the kids go, the soft pretzels. The cheese steak sandwiches. And then, then Billy says the hoagies. The joke here is that they are in a city with a lot of attractions. And all the kids care about are the food items there. Including the well-known Philadelphia soft pretzel. That's what. And... He asked places, not food. That's right. He asked places, and and he's even got like he and mom, he and Vel are thinking of all the cool places, like the Liberty Bell, a zoo, baseball game, and stuff. But they're all the kids are thinking about is food, right? Yeah. 
That's like kids, isn't it? Just to think about food. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You do you do you, do you like just the food when we go places? Uh, maybe. Maybe, yeah. There you go. But anyway, that's that's the family circus. It's supposedly funny because the kids uh, would prefer to eat hoagies and cheese steaks than see the Liberty Bell. <sighs> Finally today, Andy Cap is drunk. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at HowlingMonkeyRadio.com, where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at HowlingMonkeyRadio.com. 